Okay. Yeah, sure. Of course. You have your side today? Okay, sure, sure. Today's share is for four Shlechai Esther, Tita Basar Yatsikora, Chaim Leibn Oriyah, Itim Moshe Chaim Ben Esther, Leilor Nishmas. Harav, Shraga Fival, Ben Ravar and Yitzchak. Ben Ravar and Yitzchak. 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 Uh, the first one on the line is Klal. Right across from the Tosos was Dina below Dina. It says Rabbi Chia Barava. Okay, so Rabbi Chia Barava, Cholash, Rabbi Chia Barava was not feeling well. All the Gabe Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan went to be Mavakar Chola. Amr Lechavir Alecha Yisurin. Are these Yisurin that you are experiencing? Are they welcome for you? <clears throat> are you enjoying them? Are you, are you, are you benefiting? Amr Lechavir Alecha I'd rather not have the Yisurin. I don't want to have the Yisurin with, associated with the wards. With the uh, with the Yisurim, and I don't want to have the Yisurim themselves. Amalei Havli Yadach. So Rav Yochan says, Rav Chia, give me your hand. So Yavle Yadivokme. So he stretched out his hand. He accepted it. He reached. He touched his hand, and he healed him. Story number two. Rav Yochanan himself, who was just fixed someone else through a mo face, <coughs> he just healed someone else. He himself became sick. Rav Yochanan Cholash Alegabe Rav Chanina. Rav Chanina went to visit him. Amar Leis Rav Chanina says to Rav Yochanan Chavina Lech Yisurin. Are these Yisurin <coughs> that you're now suffering the sickness? Are you, are you enjoying them? Chavina Lech, do you love them? Amar Lelohan Loscharan. I'd rather not have the the machla, and I'd rather not have the schar. Amar Lehavli Yadach. Give me your hand. Yavle gave it to him. Vokme, and Rav Chia now healed Rav Yochanan. <coughs> so Amai, look at Rav Yochanan Avshei. Why did that have to happen? Why didn't Rabbi Yochanan just heal himself? We just saw from the previous story that he had that power. Amri, so they say, Ein chavush matir atzmo beisasurim. One himself is tied up, cannot extricate himself from jail. Meaning, if you're in that difficult situation, you have to rely on someone else. Let's just get to the third story, and then we'll unpack all three of these seemingly benign stories, but packed with a lot of uh, great, uh, great disodos. So, Rabbi Elezer, cholash... All the guy, Rabbi Yochanan, now Rabbi Lezer was, got sick. Rabbi Yochanan went to visit him. Again, Rabbi Yochanan visited the first and third. He himself was the victim in story number two. Now story number three, Rabbi Yochanan went to visit Rabbi Lezer. He saw that Rabbi Lezer was living in a very dark house. So, He lifted up his sleeve and off of his skin shone. We're going to see Rabbi Yochanan was the most beautiful human being. So his arm shone, gave off light. And that lit up the house, whatever that means. So, light came upon Once it was light, he saw that Rabbi Eliezer was crying. So, why are you crying? Rabbi Yochanan asks Rabbi Eliezer. If it's because you don't think that you were marbits enough Torah, that you went ahead and you didn't go ahead and promulgate enough Torah learning, you didn't spread the word enough, Shanino, nothing to worry about. It doesn't matter how much the quantity of how much one does in this world, it's what your kavanas are. It doesn't matter if you did a lot, you did a little. The bottom line is, you did it with the right intentions, with the right kavanas. That's all that matters. So you shouldn't be crying, even if you, Rebbe Liezer, again, just on Rebbe Liezer's level, not for our level, if you think that you didn't do enough for Harbatz's Torah, 
Don't worry, you, your kavanos were good. Beautiful. Beautiful. And if it's because you didn't, you weren't uh, very uh, wealthy with physical, uh, with physical possessions. Local Don't feel bad. Not everyone is zochet to be a, a star, both in the gashmis and both in ruchnis. Meaning, okay, so you you weren't the most wealthy person, but you still have the Torah. So you should think. You should know. By the way. <clears throat> Tosfos points out, it's not that one person can't be Zochet to Shtei Shulchanos. It can't be that you can't be successful in both realms, because Tosfos points out that Rabbi, Rabbi Yudanasi was exceedingly wealthy, and he was the, the great Rabbi. We call him Rabbi, Rabbi Yudanasi. So obviously one can achieve success, ultimate success, in both areas. It's just not the norm. So you shouldn't feel bad. Vimishum bini din garma dasi rabir. And if it's because you lost children, Here's my tenth bone, meaning here's the bone of my tenth child. Whatever you think you lost, I lost much more. Okay. So I'm relayed, no, I'm not crying for any of these reasons. The reason why I'm crying is because I'm looking at a most beautiful human being, and I know that one day this body is going to rot in the underground, and for that I'm crying. On this I would go ahead and cry. This I would go ahead and cry. So he agreed with him. Okay, that's something worth crying about. We'll have to see what that means. The Marsha says it can't be Pasha. He's crying just for beauty. They're both, uh, we're talking about the Gedolei Yisrael here, something so mundane as physical beauty, which we know would just, it's not even a, a, a something that he achieved, as a Gosh Baruch who gave him. They won't be crying on that. We'll, we'll address that in a minute. So the bottom line is, okay, so I don't know why you're crying, but are, are, are these Yisurin uh, worth it for you? I don't want the machala, I don't want the illness, nor do I want the reward. We see that all three cases, all these were human beings, even though they're great human beings, the bottom line is that they didn't want suffering. Give me your hand, Rabbi Lazarus uh, gives his hand to Rabbi Yochanan. He gave his hand, and he went ahead and healed him. <clears throat> so there are three stories here. There is so much to unpack. Story number one. We say that, We say that normally one who was... In- um, who's bound up, cannot untie himself, can't save himself. How does this apply? So we're going to ask this question, but there are a lot of examples, modern-day examples. Lubavitcher Rebbe, for example, was married to his rabbits in Chayimushka for 60 years. Alan perked up? For 60 years, and he was childless. And how many stories are there that childless couples went to Lubavitcher Rebbe after years of not having children, and within one year gave birth, and yet he himself was not able to be zochet to have children, for 60 years. In Chavish, someone himself cannot go ahead and get himself out of the situation. <clears throat> Laser actually asked me this yesterday. Um, so the question is, if we say that Ein Chavish, if a person cannot really free himself, that almost implies that a person can't daven for himself. If you're in a matzah of that situation that, that needs Akash Baruch help, you're not able to, to help yourself. Yet, <clears throat> the story of Hagar and Yishmael, I'm going to quote from the Psukim. By Yishmael came as called Anar, when Sarah chased out Hagar and Yishmael, and they went to the desert, and Yishmael was, was dying of thirst. So it says, By Yishmael came as called Anar, HaKadosh heard the cries of Yishmael, the Malach called Hagar, he says, has heard the voice of Yishmael. Rashi there says, The tefillah of one who is sick himself 
has a higher, a more direct path to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than <coughs> one who is not sick. For he kodemis l'skabel, and the tefillah of the chola is, takes precedence. So which is it? We just said that if you're tied up, you can't free yourself, which, why? Rabbi Yochanan couldn't cure himself. He had to rely on Rabbi Chia. And here we're saying that if you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, listened to Yishmael because he was a chola. So which one is it? We also have the concept that if, uh, if you want to get a refuel, you pray, pray for somebody else. Oh, we're going to get there. Beautiful. We're going to get there in a second. That's not only so we're going to get there in a second. It's beautiful. We're going to get to that in a second. That's the second corollary. So which is it? If, can someone dive from the self? Can they not dive from the self? Can one extricate himself? One cannot extricate himself. So the Moshe of Zikana Tosva says it's very different. Davening for yourself is one thing. Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan was actually performing mofsim. He was performing by touching someone. He healed him. So tefillah, Akash Baruch always wants tefillahs. To do a nace, that's, you can't necessarily do a nace on yourself. The nace can only be done on behalf of someone else. A chesed. That's one answer. Can we but, extrapolate from Yishmael? That we have no direct lineage to Ishmael. Sure, we do. We're going to get to Avram Vino in a second. That's the next case. So, but first of all, we do. It's just we're, we're tied to him just one generation higher. We don't we don't brag about the Yichus of Ishmael, but nonetheless, uh, we we all the same father. In any event, when Avram lied, quote unquote, lied and told Avimelech that Sarah was his sister, Avimelech took her into the home, and we know that he was not able to perform Tashmash. Gosh made a miracle. And after he realized that it really wasn't Avram's sister, but rather his wife, the Machla, Gosh didn't want Avimelech to, to um, perform any uh, marital relations with Sarah. So he gave him a Machla that he wasn't able to perform Tashmash. So after, it says that, that Avram davened on behalf of Avimelech that he should have children, but remember that Avram himself was childless from Sarah, correct? So listen to what it says here. So it says, actually at that time he was childless in, in general, but listen to what it says here. It says, Vaispalo Avram Elokim Vayir, but listen, Bracious Perachov, Vaispalo Avram Elokim Vayir Palokim Es Avi Melech, Akarish Barchu took away the Machla. It says that he wasn't able to get koshi. He wasn't able, his Malcolm Ever was not able to, uh, you know, achieve a marital relations. He removed that. And Avimelech was now able to go ahead and bear children. The next Pasuk, Pasuk says, closed all of the wombs. Because of what he attempted to do with Sarah, he was punished to be barren. Then Avram Davind. The next Pasuk says, Vashem Sarah. The very next passage we read in Rosh Hashanah, Hashem Pakat Sarah, and she gave birth. Rashi picks up on this, and it says, do you think it's just by chance the juxtaposition of Avram davening for Avimelech that he should have children, he has children, and then the next passage says that Sarah had children? Rashi points out to say, Vashem Pakad, Hashem remembered, it must have been before Avimelech even gave birth. It doesn't say Vayiv code, and as a result of that, he remembered, and then she gave birth. Vashem Pakad suggests already past tense that she already gave birth. So Rashi says, why, what's the juxtaposition? Why would it say, why would he go ahead and, and uh, Sarah get pregnant right, right before he da- right before Elimelech did after the davening? So Rashi says this amazing thing, and this is what, who was just saying this a second, Jack? We see a tremendous koach when a chola davens for someone else. When Achola davens for himself, we see that, Ra- and Rashi says this. Listen to the Lashon of Rashi. Rashi says, um, So the reason of the juxtaposition, because of the tefillah of Avram. Now listen to this. So there's a koach, when someone himself is sick, 
clearly, when you're sick, Kosh Baruch listens to your tefillah. But even more so here, when you, I think we were just saying this, when you yourself are in the same situation, when you have the same condition and you're in the same need of, need of the same refuah, for whom you are davening, Kosh Baruch will listen to you first. Where do we know this from? So this is what the Gemara says later on. Gemara, we'll get to there. And Daf Yudbeis, it says, Kol Efshar lo Anyone who was able, is in the position, to go ahead and daven on behalf of his friend, ve'eno mevakesh, and doesn't act, nikra, and doesn't ask, nikra chote. You are actually called a sinner. The Gemara continues, Amar Rava im Talmud Chachamu. If the person is Talmud Chacham, sarech sheichala atzmo alav. You have to become sick over your friend's condition. So what does this mean? Maybe tomorrow I'll start sitting there so everyone can be here. You know what? You want to sit over there? So I, I like to see everybody. I'll just sit over here. I'll just sit over here so I can see everybody. So my back is not to you. Even though my back is probably my, even though my back is probably my better side. Okay. Coming from a GI. Okay. So now, all right. We'll, we'll have to pull, You have to edit that part. You of the definitely day. have to edit okay. that part. Out. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the Chassam Sofer says something amazing. Why does he say Sarik Sheichala Atzmo? You have to become sick because that's the highest level of tefillah. When you yourself are sick then you can actually feel the pain that your, your friend is going through. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers you first. It's, it's a very superficial davening if, if someone has, oh, I'm davening for my friend, he has this. But if you yourself, sorry, it's not a, it's not a suggestion, says the Chassam Sofer. You sh- it's nice they feel sick, meaning to feel his pain. Well, you have, see, worse, probably. Now you, you have to make yourself sick. That's the only way HaKadosh Baruch Hu listen. It goes much stronger, because then you can feel the pain. It's a much deeper, much stronger tefillah. So that's why, in the case of, the case of Yishmael, uh, the case of Avimelech, since Avram needed the same refuah that he was davening on behalf of Avimelech, it came true. Next statement here, that's also amazing. It says, Very famous statement. We even reply to davening. We say, It's better to daven less and understand what you're saying. What's the source of this? It doesn't matter if you do a lot or a little, as long as you have the proper kavana. So the word, the phrase, a pleasant smell, is used in the Torah by a ola, carbon ola. It's also used by carbon mincha. Carbon ola was either a sheep, a, a, a cow, a lamb, something big. And a mincha was flour. And it uses both of them are a reach nechach, a very pleasant aroma to the ebishter. So <clears throat> we see the amount of, of money that you spend or the size of the carbon is not the decisive factor. It's your, it's your machshava, your thought. So that's the source that Gemara learns out. Doesn't matter, it's not the quantity but the, the amount, uh, the kavana you have. Rav Kiva Eger says something amazing. Listen to what Rav Kiva Eger says, play on words, which is not so typical for Rav Kiva Eger. He says, We all know the first letter in the Torah is Beis. We all know Bet. We all know the last letter is Lamed. Lev. It says, More, Less. If you take the more in the middle, so Aleph, Lev, Lamed, Bet. Bet, what's the letter before Aleph, before Bet? Aleph. The letter before Lamed is Chaf. That spells the word Ach. After Bet is Gimel. After Lamed is Mem. You have Ach and Gam. Ach is always Mamait in the Torah, and Gam is always Marba. So if you see Echad Marba, the Echad Mamit, you heard that? Yeah. It's beautiful, no? Echad Marba, the Echad Mamit, Uvilvashikhavin Libo, Leshemaim. Lev, 
Bet Lamed, before and after, Aleph and Gimel, for, uh, for Ach and Gam, and Chof and Mem, it doesn't matter, it's Echad Amar, Bev Echad Amar, it says, that's what Kiva Eger says. Okay, now, the question is, <clears throat> the bottom line is, the Taz asked the final question, I understand. So great, you'll say, as long as you learn a little bit, as long as you learn a lot, it doesn't make a difference. Taz says, bottom line is, if one guy learns a daf, and one guy learns a whole Masechta, how could you say it's not, it's not the same? How could you say it's the same? One guy learned a daf, one guy learned a whole Masechta. <clears throat> the Orzarua says, it has nothing to do with quantity. How much of a person's potential are they maximizing? If someone uses 85% of their potential to finish a Masechta, and another person uses 85% of their koach to do Shnai Mikra, that's the same equivalence. It's how much of our potential we're using. Don't look at how, this guy may have had more kishronos, more kochos from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's not his fault. How much of the potential did you use? So at the end of the day, if you can say, your phone battery is on 3%, you're at 3% because you gave 97% of your koach to Avodah Hashem, that's a fantastic day. So if you were able to accomplish 10 times more with that same 97% of battery power that your friend only did in learning a, only, uh, I'm just saying, but if he only learned a, an aliyah that day, but that was his 97% of his potential, that's what the Pasuk means. Just to show us what we are potential, what we are capable of, of Shimon Schwab in Main Beis Shueva on this past week's Parsha, asked an unbelievable question. At the end of Parsha's Miketz, Sinyana Dioma, at the end of Parsha's Miketz, <clears throat> when they find the silver, silver goblet in Binyamin's bag, Yehuda is speechless. Man, it's Dadak. What, what can we say? We have nothing to say. We're wrong. He was speechless. He was almost silent. He, it was awkward. Tup took him later. Parshas Vayigash. Vayigash, I love you, Dah. You now is on the offensive. All of a sudden, he developed this confidence and bravado. It's a week between the Tuparshas for us, but in the Torah, and Tup took him. How did he get, all of a sudden, he has a change of personality. Tup took him later. He's afraid. He's embarrassed. He doesn't even know what to respond. <clears throat> and then Tup took him later. All of a sudden, he gets so much koach. Says Hashem Shwab, once we go ahead and we commit to something, and we say that we're, we're devoted to a cause, Kadosh Baruch Hu unleashes incredible reservoirs of koach to go ahead and give us the power to see things through. This is what he says, that once he decided that Yehuda realized, when he went ahead and made that promise to Yaakov Avinu, the bottom line, it's his tochas on the line. If he doesn't bring up in Yemen, he committed to the cause. Kadosh Baruch Hu gave him tremendous, tremendous kochas. We're going to have to realize, we discussed on the Shabbos and Daflam and Aleph, six kashas, six questions we're all going to be asked, the Hashem, and Mary Yassim, when we meet, when we meet the Bori Olam. And one of them is Kavati Itim Torah. Did you go ahead and establish time? To say that, you know, I, I wasn't able to, I, I didn't have the, I had the smarts, we're engineers, we're doctors, we're lawyers, we're entrepreneurs, we're pharmacists, we're, we're businessmen. You can't, it's not a good time to say, I, I couldn't get your Torah. You're a, you're a software engineer. You're using your, your smarts for other things. It's not a valid time. You have to realize that <clears throat> we're going to have to eventually face Din V'cheshman. We have to have good answers. One last thing on this piece, which is amazing. Rabbi Rosner brings in his Parsha Sefer, Shalom Rav, which is excellent. He says that one of his rabbis mentioned that he went to the stipler for brachas. And when he asked the bracha for, for he should have gesund, the, the stipler gave him a bracha. When he asked for, for parnasa, for shidduch, all those things, gave him. Then he says, I want the bracha to be successful in learning. Stipe says, that I can't give a bracha for. There's no bracha to be successful in learning. You want to learn, you got to put the time in. One of my favorite quotes <clears throat> is from Vince Lombardi, the famous NFL football coach. He says, the only place work, sorry, the only place work, success comes before work is in the dictionary. 
In other words, if you want to achieve something, all right, Hema Melim for Anwa Melim. You ever heard that? It's a great quote. Hema Melim for Anwa Melim. Anwa Melim Kamskar. Hema Melim in Kamskar. It's not how much we do. It's not how much we finish a Masach, we finish us. If you do, the Amelos itself, the actual Limur Torah, is what you get schar for. So that's what Vavache Chav and Libel Shemaim, we're doing it for the right purpose. Okay, last story on this, on these, uh, last piece on these, uh, these stories, and that is, does it really make sense that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Lezer will be crying because of physical beauty? That doesn't make sense. That's what he's crying. That we're gonna, well, everyone's going to die, but and because you're so much beautiful, that's why they're dying. And on this, Rabbi Yochanan said, "I agree, I'm going to die." So Marsha says as follows: The Gemara in Bar Mitzia discusses that Rabbi Yochanan said, "Ana ishtari mishvira Yerushalayim." I'm one of the last of the Mohicans. I'm one of the last ones at the Takufa of the Beis Hamikdash. So when you die, it's going to be the Takufa is going to end. We can relate to this sort of. Because of Rechamal Islam, now all the survivors of the Holocaust. My grandmother is now not, can I know, almost 96. She was in Auschwitz. How many survivors are left? So it's sad that the takufa of those who can give witness that should never happen again are now gone. So it's sort of the same concept. So he was the last of the people who, was, who was, had a shaykhus to the Beis Hamikdash, and he says, when you die, that's our last taste of that, that, that takufa and the ziridos adoros. So for that, we are crying. As far as his beauty, by the way, we know Rabbi Yochanan was, was, was a killer, as far as looks is concerned. The Gemara in Bar Metziah actually mentions that he, was, he would sit outside of the mikvah so that the women would go ahead, when they, when they go home to their husbands, would think about Rabbi Yochanan for two reasons. A, that their children should be beautiful, and B, that it should be a Tom and Chacham like that. The Gemara also says later on that his eyebrows were very, very long, his stomach, his eyes were closed. He didn't see them. They saw him. His eyebrows were so long that people had to, towards the end of his life, people had to move his eyebrows so you can see. But in any event, we have to assume... That's, that's beauty. Eyelashes, eyebrows. Yeah, eyelashes. Um, but, but, um, but, right, so that, it must have been the end of his life, they, they, they think. Um, but anyway, so we see the story. But first of all, do we, I, I found an amazing Sforno. Do we have this concept anywhere else that when you think, we can get to this in, in, in a few lines, but the Sforno brings this down. Listen to the Sforno by Yaakov. This is amazing. When Yaakov went ahead and Lavan said, you know what, you're, you're becoming too big, let's make a deal. You only, and he picked the most esoteric, most unlikely spotted cows and striped cows and all these different patterns that the cows and this livestock is going to have in order to be Yaakov. You'll take that. Lavan's thinking I'll be 0.1% of all the cattle that's born. Listen to what the Sforno says. The Sforno says, in, in, uh, <clears throat> in Bracious, in Perak Lamed, says as follows, he says, He says, Yaakov made the livestock watch what he was doing when he put the sticks with the water and everything, so that when they would go ahead and conceive, they, this impression would be on their mind, <clears throat> and it would impact the type of skin patterns the animals would have. That's what the Sforno says. <clears throat> so obviously, he also buys into this concept. And we're going to see shortly also the, the direction of the bed one should have but when, they're, when they're having relations. But there is a concept of when you're thinking, if you see something that's in your mind, it may uh, impact uh, on, on your offspring. It's a fascinating thought, but that is the beauty of Reish, Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, Viter. Gemara continues. We are up to Rav Huna. Okay, this last narrow line. Ravuna takifulei arba mea doni de Rav Huna had 400 barrels of wine. 
that all of a sudden turned into vinegar. They spoiled. Either Yehuda, the brother of Salah Chasida, came with other Tamidei Chum Rabbanon, or Vamilei Rav Adar Ava Rabbanon, or some say Rav Adar Ava came with with other Rabbanon to be uh, to be uh, console him. Tremendous amount that he lost. So you know they said to Rav Huda, maybe you should go ahead and fast chase from Masacha. Look internally, do some introspection. Not everybody loses four hundred barrels of wine. It's a lot of money. Obviously, you must have done something. So Amr Lehu, Sir Huna said back to them, Michashina Really, am I so suspect in your eyes that this uh, that that I must have done something? What, what happened to these Yisurim Shalava? We just said that Rosh Baruch Hu gives plenty of Yisurim to people without without any any chatarm. Happens to be that the Ben Benayod um, says that it's unlikely that this would have been without anything, because we said that any Yisurim Shalava cannot uh, constitute a bittel Torah. It cannot constitute a bit of tefillah. We said this the other day. And here, if you lose that much money, it's going to, it's going to cause a ripple effect with tzedakah. If Rav Huna was so wealthy that he had 400 barrels of wine, not bottles, barrels of wine, and he lost all that, it would have impacted tzedakah. So this, they knew already this couldn't be Sion Shalava. So Amrulei, Michashid, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dina, Dina. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying that Akadosh Baruch, if you say you didn't do anything wrong, are you saying Akadosh Baruch is suspect in giving punishments without, without uh, any chatam? Now, again, the, the Gemara is going to so on to say that they knew he did something wrong. Otherwise, yes, there is a concept of Yisur and Shalava that Akadosh Baruch can't give punishments without any Averis, according to Rashi, or at least according to Ramban, only for accidental Averis, not for, for Mazid Averis. So the Gemara says as follows Amalu, Amilsa, Lema. If you guys heard anything through the rumorville that I did something wrong, I'm curious to know what it is. Amrulay. So they responded to him, We heard the following. <clears throat> You're withholding these prunes that you have a deal with a sharecropper. He's supposed to give you, and you're supposed to give him. And we know that you kept an extra few branches for yourself. Amrulay, he said to them, he stole from me first. He had tons of prunes, uh, of, of branches that he was supposed to give me. He didn't give them to me, so I held them back. So Amru, they said to him, Okay, we're not saying he didn't steal from you, but one Avera leads to another Avera. Because he stole from you, you're now stole from him, <clears throat> and you're Chayev, meaning that you're wrong. You, just because he stole from you. Two wrongs don't make wrong. Exactly. He said to them, So I accept upon myself that I'll give it back to him. So Ikadami, once he made that acceptance, Ikadami, they also say, Some say that the 400 bottles of vinegar now miraculously turn back to wine. Ikadami, they also say, That the value of vinegar went up so much on the, uh, on the trade market that it was as if he had the 400 bottles of wine. Just grab a drink. There's an amazing comment. So. What was the comment? <laughs> I would normally argue with you, but since you run a security company, I'll keep quiet. Okay. Now, 
So there is a concept, there is a concept in the Gemara that discusses Ovid Enish Dina Lanavshe. A person is allowed to take the law into his own hands in a limited scenario. What is that scenario? So if someone stole money from someone, the, actually the, the mission of the, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins as follows. It's based on Gemara Baba Kama. It says as follows. It says, it says, and the actual person can go ahead and enforce the law for himself in the following. Listen to the story. This is the scenario. In the Shochan Arch and Chosha Mishpat, Simon Dalit says, A person can go ahead, we're not talking about vigilante killing someone, but a person can go ahead and take the din with his own hand. If you see that your pair of AirPods, are in a person's talus bag. It has your name on it. You know, there's you're 100% sure they belong to you. Got a simon. Got a simon. You can go in and into his talus bag and take out the AirPods. Okay? In other words... Stealing, they're yours. Good. So why couldn't... So why didn't... Why wasn't he right over here? Why wasn't Rav Huna right over here? Because he's stealing part of the other guys. Oh, good. So listen to what the Ramah says. The Ramah adds there based on the Mordechai and that Gemara and Baba Kama. He says as follows. V'yesh Omrim, Mordechai... The only time we say where a person can take the law into his own hands, only where that item that you're taking back is dafka yours. Here, it was he kept some extra branches, so I'm going to keep extra fruit, uh, extra produce. It's not the Zelbazach, it's not the same thing. Rav Yashif says, <clears throat> all money is considered the same. So if Alan took from me $50, and now I owe Alan $50 and something else, or I owe him $100, I can withhold $50. Even though it's not the same bill, money is considered one commodity. But in this case, since he stole from me, I'm not going to give him what's really his. An Aris is a sharecropper. You have a certain uh, deal. You get a percentage, I get a percentage. <clears throat> but just because he took from you in area A does not give you the right to area B. And the Mordechai says, and this is how the, the Ramah Paskins, only if you know bivados with 100% certainty that the exact item that he took is, is yours, you could take it back. But to go into his bank account and take out things, that you can't do. Tell that to OJ. Tell that to Ayal. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Now, I go to me gone off Potter. Okay. <laughs> Which Dafa Gemara is that? It's in the Yushalmi. In the Yushalmi. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Weiter. So, Tanya Abba Binyamin Omer. So, Abba Binyamin says as follows. He says, when I have four statements from Abba Binyamin, Omer Ashnei Devar, my Yisim, Mitzitar, Kol Yomai, two things really bothered me my whole life. Alt Filosi, Shetahed, Nehemi Tosi. That my tefillah should be, we're going to see what this means, before my bed. We'll have to uh, touch what the fene mitasi means. We'll have to see what it means. Val mitasi nesuna ben That my bed should always be positioned between the north and south coordinates, directions. Okay, let's see. Al tefillah mitasi. Regarding my tefillah, it should be before my bed. My lifnei mitasi. What does it mean to be before my bed? If you're going to tell me, it means I actually get up, I stand, and I daven right in front of my bed, physically. 
But I'm a Rav Yehuda, that can't be the case. Why? I'm a Rav Yehuda, says the name of Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, from where do I know that a person who was davening, there should be nothing um, between you and the wall. It's always best to daven closest to the front, closest to the wall. And it actually makes sense today. If you sit in the back row, inevitably people walk in, you look up, you're always looking. If you sit in the front, there's nothing to bother you. You're the Kodesh. You have a much higher level of, uh, of, of kavanah, the closer you're sitting up front. Fewer people, fewer distractions, your mind's not wandering. You see, this person, this person owes me money. This person I had a great time with at the, at the bar mitzvah last week. If you're in front, it's just you and the Aaron Kodesh, you and the Kodesh Baruch it's much less of a likelihood. So it says, the less that's between you and the wall, the better. So we know it can't be that your bed is between you and the wall. It can't be It's interesting that you see people who specifically take a chair to put in front of them when they dive Put a chair in front of them. Yeah, so nobody walks in front of them. Oh, oh, oh. That's for the purpose That's for the Shemona usually, yeah. yeah. So you don't... Yeah, but the yeah. reasoning for that is the same. Meaning the reason is that you, you should oh, distract... Oh, so, so Tosos actually says, Tosos actually says, to so Dr. Bruxton's point, um, it says here, he says, something that's kavua, like an aron or a teva, avze in hefsek. But mita is not considered kavua. In a shul, it's possible that chairs are kavua already, because otherwise, where's everyone sitting? It couldn't be the, posi- the position, since the bed's north-south. We didn't get to there to yet. Oh, so we have to, wouldn't get there yet. That's an interesting thought. But it's also, we're going to see in a second, it's not for every, every, every bed. We'll see in a second. Tosa's going to comment on that. Inter- interesting thought. But the point is that it can't really be before my bed, then my bed, and then the wall, because then there's a davar chotzeis between me and something that's a chatzitza, an impediment between me and the wall. So we know that it can't really mean literally, physically, right before my bed. Shanemar, for Yosef, the Pasuk is by Chizkiyot, upon of Elakir, Vaispala, Chizkiyot turned his face to the wall, and he davened, meaning that there was nothing between him and the wall. So, lo teimuth neimitasi, don't say it means physically before my bed, meaning I'm standing at the, at the foot of my bed. Eleima samach limitasi. It should be close to when I get up, meaning samach limitasi, close in time, not in space. Okay? Before we get to the next part, what does this mean? So Rashi is going to drop a bombshell here. Rashi says that when it says "samach um, lemitasi," right under the Gilion Ashas on the left, on the left, about uh, fifteen lines up, says "samach lemitasi." Kol yomayin is harati shulasos malacha. All my life, I was very careful not to do any malacha before I daven. We shouldn't check our emails. We shouldn't go ahead and uh, and do anything work related. Vishlo lasok batora. And Rashi says, one should not even learn Torah before him. He's saying that all my life, Abba Yama is saying that all my life, I didn't even learn Torah. We have plenty of Shirin before today. We learn Torah all the time before him. Where did Rashi get this? So, look at Tosvos. Tosvos says... It's only when you're studying alone, though. I think if you're studying... So, let's see, Tosvos. Tosvos says, Elo, the second to Banatosvos, Elohim Samach Mitasi, he would say that Rabbi Minyamin never did work before he davened. Everyone agrees to that because it should be Kaddish Baruch who should come first. His, uh, his needs come first. I have no idea where Rashi got this, says Tosvos. Where did he pull this out from? As a matter of fact, he goes on to say the Gemara and Dafyadal says that we used to give, uh, used to give Shiur before davening. Say again? Well, we don't know if it's Rabbeinu Tom per se. But yeah, right? Where's, where's the keep it up? But we don't know if it's, it's the same, sh- same Shemaim. Well, we don't know if it's Rabbeinu Tom per se. Um, there were many Balitosfos, but yeah. So he says, I don't know where he got it from. 
so Tosos actually holds that you can learn before. So as a matter of fact, he says that later on, Adaf, we're going to see on Daf Yudalid, they would say Rav used to get up really early and give Shiurim beforehand. So it's interesting, Rav Salvechik defined according to the following, and it sort of makes sense. If, do we say Chefsei Shemayim? Everyone agrees Chefsei Shemayim. Um, everyone agrees your Chafatz and the personal needs, work-related needs or individual's needs do not come first. The question is, what about learning Chefsei Shemayim? Do they come before HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So there's a fascinating, so that's the Machlokas. Rashi would say even Chefsei Shemayim, the first thing you do is you daven, and then you can go ahead and learn. The Listen. End of, the end of the says he says Kriya Shemayim. He says Kriyat Shema first. That, that's your old Machu Yeah, so that was by, by Rav and Dafyu Beis. That he, he, how's Rashi going to answer this? You can say that he started the share so early it wasn't time to daven yet. He started at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's possible to say. Listen to this. This is an amazing halacha and well, this will end. This is really amazing. It says, listen to the Shulchan Aruch. Now, everyone seems to agree that we cannot take care of our personal needs before davening. Listen to what the Shulchan Aruch says. This is in Orachim Simonoration in 250. We're talking about Hachanos for Shabbos. It says, Yashkim Babokabiyamashishi. Says the Mechaber, a person should wake up early on Friday, Lahachin Sarche Shabbos, to prepare for Shabbos. Even if a person has multiple Eved, Avadim, servants, to come Avadim, multiple servants, to go ahead and be Mashamishim, to take care of all the needs, Yishtadel, he himself, Lahachin Ba'atzmo, should try himself to go ahead and prepare for Shabbos. Shum Davri should involve himself in at least one item. Sarach Shabbos Kedil Chabdo says the Mishnah Brua. Vim Derech Hamakamu Lim Korba Boker Vlim Seliknos Achli Mudo Loikva Limudo Laachar Knia. If there's certain sales Friday morning that only take place Friday morning, and if you have a Chavrus after davening, you can go ahead and miss those sales. The best Chala for Shabbos to make our Shabbos meal is gone after the time you finish your Shear after Friday morning after the Arab Shabbos Kolo. Every has to come this morning. No, 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 I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> One second. No, because that's another opportunity. For everyone should learn Thursday and Friday. So you can go ahead and push off the learning and then go to the Kniyas and, and buy the, uh, make the purchase for Shabbos. Listen to what he says in the next line. This is going to wow all of us. What about if the sale's only at 7 in the morning? By the time you come back from davening, it's going to be gone. Says in the Mishnah Bruah, Yikneva Achar Kachispalel. Make the Kniya, make the purchases, Davin afterwards, and he says, Why? Shazu Chefse Shemayimhi. Everything that we buy for Shabbos, says, says the Mishnah Bruah, everything we buy for Shabbos is Chefse Shemayim. So normally we say, Never take care of your own personal needs. So it comes to sue the Shabbos, do it yourself. And the Lushan of the Machaber is low, male, man. Don't always just pawn off on your wife. We discuss this. Uh, we'll discuss this more t- uh, on, on tomorrow because I want to finish this topic. We're in the middle of a topic now about uh, mitzvah by Yosef Mishlucha. When you do a mitzvah, it's m- sometimes it's a mitzvah more when you do it yourself than when you pawn it off on someone else. But this is an amazing Mishnah Bura. It says normally you can't even, Rashi's you can't even learn before. But to take care of Shabbos needs, if you need to buy something and do an activity, even if, it won't, if that won't be available after davening, do that first and then take care of davening. Have a great day. And, and learning. Right.